0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Survival Show podcast. I'm David, the founder of Ultimate Survival Tips, and your host for today's show with a guest co-host from SHOT Show, 20, 20, I almost said 2013, Mr. Ben. <laughs> 2023 SHOT Show, here we are with Mr. Ben Peterson. Thank you, David. The, uh, the what is up, guys? Go ahead, you got to do it every What
1: time. is up, guys?
0: Uh, that was for, a long formal, one. Yeah, that was yeah. So uh, Ben and I have been friends for many years. now. Probably 2013. <laughs> Probably 2013. I, I think could, that was your yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost yeah, ten years ago. Yeah, crazy. Nice. It is. It is crazy. And uh, Ben was on podcast 104 where we talked about really how to start a business, financial survival, and kind of his journey from uh, learning on somebody else's dime. And uh, really getting kind of like a master's level education. He actually was going to go You were going to get a master's degree, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was going to
1: get an MBA I paid the seat fee and everything It was like an $800 seat fee And I was like, "Uh uh-uh Yeah I don't want that (laughs) I don't want that (laughs) I I want to design knives I want to design knives No, it is the idea of like You can gain a world-class education Doing it in the School of Hard Knocks Yeah yeah. And that's
0: acceptable. I mean, I totally got all my marketing and business education for 10, 12 years with a really fine company. Yeah. Entrepreneuring. You know, I call it entrepreneuring. They let yeah. me do all kinds of stuff. I did one thing. I did it okay. They said, hey, do this. Can you do it a little bit better? But, hey, you're doing okay, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check that out if you're at all interested in starting a business or just learning uh, how to find your passion. Uh, Podcast 104 with Ben is there. So today, we were just hanging out, and we we're like, it, it is actually the end of the day. This is the second day of SHOT Show, and, and Ben is, what have you been doing all day?
1: Dude, I've been on my feet telling people about <laughs> we and Savivi knives. So I designed knives for we and Savivi and I'm like working their booth, and I've been on my feet all day. So I rolled in here, and I just like collapsed in a chair, and David's like, are you going to do a podcast for real, or are you going to just die over there? <laughs> and I said, give me a minute.
0: So I'm all right. I'm all right now. Hey, but the good part is, hey, they, you got to- st- You're staying in Trump Tower, man. They, I know. They paid for that, right? Yeah, it's fancy. Am I allowed day? to say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. In
1: fact, my my room overlooks the pool, and uh, nice. I think the pool is closed, but I I don't know if it's closed to me. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to go swimming, just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's cold this year. It's a cold year here in Vegas. So. And so yesterday, well, we went out to dinner last night. We did? Yeah. Where'd we go? Went to Cheesecake Factory.
0: Have you been there before? Years ago. Who got cheesecake?
1: Uh, ben, not this Ben, that Ben got cheesecake.
0: And I I did not either. And he ate it last night when we got back. Really? Yeah, and he Pounded slept, it. He like slept in today, like bad. I ordered he even. He didn't even work out. I ordered a
1: lemonade, and I noticed David, you did not finish your lemonade. Uh, Dude,
0: that was the sweetest lemonade I ever I, had in my life. Look, that's weak, man. <laughs> you can't pound a lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was sugar. Uh, I, I, I stuck with my water and lemon. <laughs> I love it, David. What are we talking about? We we I, sat I down. Wait, wait. I'm not done yet. Oh, we, we got more. We did. We did. Sorry. Ben and I, what did we do walking yesterday at SHOT Show? I did 30,000-plus steps, almost 12 miles. Dang. Yeah, I didn't even need to exercise. Wow. Dude, I'm losing weight. by, by That's not, amazing. I'm losing weight by not eating Krispy Kreme at 10 o'clock at night like Ben. I, I don't <laughs> think it was even Krispy Kreme. It was a cheesecake factory. It was cheesecake. a cheesecake. The night before he got Krispy Kreme. Oh, really? Yeah, he did because it's in the hotel. He... Uh, he can't, he can't defend himself because he chose to put the other mic away. So we can just pick <laughs> on Ben the whole time. So if you guys don't know, producer Ben is my son, and I'm really blessed that he actually wants to hang out. We have an organic farm together, too. And, like, uh, you know, dude, I, I tried, but I couldn't get rid of him. And now I'm glad I didn't. Hey, <laughs> labor, right? And he's also our ops manager with uh, ultimate survival tips, MSK one knife, and tiny survival gear. But what are we going to talk about? You you came up with a topic. Okay, I was brain dead. This is actually my fourth or fifth podcast in a row. I'm so We're sorry. Just blitzing, no. That's a lot of podcasts. No. Okay, so if so it wasn't you, I would have canceled. No, so here's what I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. uh,
1: education. You're so the you're executive you're co-host. Executive coach. No, so here's the thing. <laughs> What do we call this? Brain survival. Okay. How to, how to basically keep your brain alive. Because I think as humans, this is what I was just telling you, David, is I get home from work. The kids are crazy. I got four kids, under the eight, 10 and under. Uh, and life is crazy. And there is a part of me that just wants to turn on the TV mm. and just watch Bluey.
0: Bluey. I've just introduced and you. You to just Bluey. In- introduced me, and now I'm going to be hooked. I hope your audience. I'm going to watch three three seasons, and I'm going to binge watch uh, some night.
1: Man, there's there's some really good ones. <laughs> they, they'll make you cry. They'll make you laugh. They're amazing. But like, spending time watching Bluey with my kids is not a bad thing. But when when my body is just saying like veg on the couch all the time, or or just jump on Instagram and like scroll through reels. Like I think there's a there's an important distinction between letting your brain rest and letting your brain atrophy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is what I want to talk about is mm-hmm. how do you keep your brain from atrophying and falling apart and and not surviving and and kind of just falling into this rut of never expanding your mind um. So that's
0: that was the idea, is brain survival, and what are you doing to keep your brain alive? Well, wow, there's so many. This is actually a really good point. I'm starting to get this, right? You are now the, the senior executive host oh, of thank this. Thank you. <laughs> Can I get show credits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it <laughs> dancing. Yeah. And you know, we have so many things competing for our attention, and whether you want to believe it or not, most of what we can take in, especially through these devices that we have with us 24-7, is designed to keep you on it. Yes. Right? There is no exit to
1: get off of Instagram. There I- yeah, there is no exit. There's no stop. It's I mean, you limitless. can put a time limit on it, but the reality is,
0: like, right. you can f- blow through the time limit. There's right? infinite, nearly infinite. If anybody has watched every movie on Netflix, let me know. I hope they haven't. If, if you have <laughs> if you have and you're still alive. <laughs> you know, and and that's kind of like what because your brain your brain actually will shut down and go into um you know, all kinds of I don't even know all the biology behind it, but man, is that healthy? So, I don't think so. And and I think it's it's like you eat a potato
1: chip and your brain's like more potato chip. Right, your body says more potato right. chip, yeah. and and eventually you start to crave it. Right? Yeah, and and I think that you have to actively push against that entropy and that atrophy and make sure that you're learning because, like, you go through high school, you go through college, and there is no test in life at this point. Nobody is going to force you to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can work in the same job. You can work in the same uh, ecosystem and never actually get better at what you do or, or outside of work. Like how do you keep your brain alive? Are you, are you learning to cook? Are you learning to like some, uh, I have a friend and, uh, actually it's my, my sister-in-law. She, she said one of her talents is getting stains out of clothes. She's really good at it. Okay. Right. Like you could learn how to get stains out of clothes mm-hmm. or for instance, right now I'm, I'm working on, um, I'm trying to learn CAD. So I design pocket knives as part of what I do for a living. And uh, the reality is, I do two, 2D line drawings, and I send them off to a factory with a whole bunch of notes and arrows and pointing and, mm-hmm. and chaos. And then they uh, make the 3D CAD, and they send it back to me. Well, sometimes, a lot of times, I have to back and forth 10 or 15 times to get what I want. Now. If I were to learn CAD, I'm, I'm currently trying to learn Fusion 360, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a great kind of...
0: When I've used CAD, that's what I've... Yeah, that's tried, that's tried kind of where you start. A yeah.
1: lot of people will start on Fusion 360 and then they'll move to SolidWorks or, or something more yep. powerful. Yep. Um, but I'm trying to learn Fusion 360 because I want my brain... I don't just want to design a pocket knife. I want to actually understand how to put it together and make mm. it work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is so painful, especially because I, so if you're a design nerd or anything, I, I know Adobe illustrator, I kind of grew up in learning that mm. in that world. And then you go to fusion and it is just so hard on my brain and I can feel my brain overheating as I do it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me personally, that doesn't happen very often uh, in my day-to-day it like sounds
0: my b- hard Ben it sounds it, hard it is and it should why be, is it good for you if it's so well, hard well think about like
1: a muscle your brain's a muscle mm-hmm. it's the same thing if you're working out right like you should hurt after you work out because there's lactic acid in your muscles and it it should be painful and you should be hitting more reps or more weight or whatever mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we don't think about our mm-hmm. brain as I a like muscle like
0: reps for the brain yeah, yeah brain really.
1: reps right um, and, and so that's what I've been trying to do and I, I guess it's helping my brain stay alive and especially as a busy dad a business owner uh, it, it is incredibly hard to find time to learn mm-hmm. and life is learning right I'm right. learning to parent better I'm learning to be a better husband and a better father and all these things but what about my own personal education? What does that look oh,
0: like? Oh, right, right, yeah.
1: So, here's what I want to ask you, David. Okay. How are you personally educating on a
0: daily, weekly, monthly basis? Oh man, that's a really good question. Other, other Thanks for Can me I think about that for a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the big thing, one of my b- really big things is I found that I was I have a pretty demanding job. I've created a lot of jobs for myself in the sense that, you know, we've got a couple of brands. We've got the YouTube channel. A farm. Doing, we've got a farm now. Uh, that's a lot of learning. Fortunately, I'm able to osmosis it. Ben's, Ben's taking in a lot of that and then distributing it, and then he's giving me projects or things that he wants me to, to check out and learn more about. Okay, so can, I, can I stop you? So yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, you just
1: said you're learning from a mentor. That's what I just heard.
0: Oh, okay. In that case, right? And it happens to be my son. Which is cool,
1: Yeah, right? Like, I think that sometimes we forget the value of a mentor in teaching us something. Yeah. Or or even pointing us in the right direction. Because I think there were two things you just said. I'm learning by osmosis from Ben. So you're around a mentor Mm -hmm. that's teaching you. And then he gives you assignments of things to go learn. Right. So, as I'm learning Fusion 360, I have a friend, TJ, and TJ's like, dude, you got to go look this up. Go Google it. Because I don't have time to teach you everything. <laughs> like, you need to go struggle <laughs> right, right, yourself. Right. Right. There's right? a
0: certain point where it's just go watch the five minute YouTube video. Yeah. This is a really good one. This will let you, it'll help you get started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. to No, no, your no, list. no, no, no. No, I mean, you just sparked something then. So now I'm writing this book. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I never had so much respect for authors before in my life until I <laughs> until I sat down and actually tried to make an outline Yeah. that, like, this book's going to live forever. It's had a, had it's
1: you ever made an outline before? I have. Okay. I have. Well, yeah. a, a book outline in particular. No, I mean... So, e- so how did you learn how to
0: do that? Sorry, I'm, I'm digging deep yeah, here. Yeah, you know are your digging process. deep. So typically I'm a very organic, I'm an organic designer. And what I mean by that, like, so we've got two tiny guides, right? Yep. We've got the tiny survival guide. Yep. We've got the tiny first aid guide. And they have 72 panels on them. So in the past, I'm actually a, a kind of a linear strategic thinker. So I'll go beginning to end. And if there's a point where things don't make sense, then it's like a stress point, And that has to be figured out before I can can put all the rest of it together. The tiny guides were not easy because we're condensing a lot of information down into the essence and giving people those bits. But with the tiny guide, I was able to come up with a general outline. But as I go went, since it was my my gig, I was able to say, oh, section C should be section B. and And this part on personal self-defense, that that doesn't need to be up front. We need to talk about the rule of threes. We need to talk about uh, mindset, skills, tactics, and gear. Self-defense can go to section S. So I was able to like organically move it around. When you're writing a book for a major publisher, they want the outline up front. Yeah, And that was a stressor for me because once that outline's set and approved and they run it through... It's this whole process and it's a whole team and they they critique it from every angle. I mean, I submitted, it was four months of me submitting outlines until I, I took like a week off and then I spent another couple of days and it clicked and I sent it and they're like, no changes, we love this, right? Yeah. And my thing is like, I know it's not perfect and I want it to be perfect. And you and some friends of mine <laughs> have been saying, David, there's a point where you have to stop and just, you know. D- done is better done than is perfect. Better, right?
1: Man, I, so, I have to tell myself that
0: all. So, the between time. you and Creek Stewart and Craig Cottle, uh, all of which have been on the podcast here, and uh, dear friends, um, Creek actually writes for this publisher and has done so for many years. and And he mentored me through learning how to outline. He was actually good enough to send me. Uh, outlines of his previous and and books that he was working on and then we we kind of processed it together and then Craig Craig Cottle's written from Nature Reliance School he's written a bunch of books six now and he has a completely different process than Creek and he works better on like pressure and deadlines and I'm kind of like somewhere in between but then when I started to actually write this book I realized that I was putting so much pressure on myself Yeah. because I was overthinking it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, again, mentoring again. Yeah. Right? Well, and I think you mentioned
1: something else too. Uh, the pressure, the stressor, those words are interesting because I think sometimes a deadline is a really good way to learn, mm-hmm. right? You if learn a
0: lot about yourself, about process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think even if you're like, hey, I'm gonna read a book a month, or I'm gonna read a book every two mm-hmm. weeks, I think sometimes when you have that deadline, it, it should be a little bit stressful to learn, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're in college or high school or whatever, like that paper's due on Thursday at ten ten a.m., and you've got to have it done, right. or you don't get the grade, right? Right? Yeah. And I think as an adult. In personal education, you don't have a necessi- – like, there's no specific deadline. Right. Unless, unless you're,
0: s- you're doing, like, continuing education or you need to get certifications. Right. Correct. But I,
1: I think I'm less talking about that. Like, that's a – Like, personal enrichment. Yeah, and personal enrichment and, and just, like, forcing yourself to learn something. So, for instance, let me – let me. It could be bushcraft. It could be bushcraft. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, let's talk about that, Ben. uh, I am currently, (laughs) I I just sent in a a check to Joe Flowers to put my deposit down to do Bushcraft Global uh, down in Columbia. It's a bushcraft course for like two weeks. And uh, as part of that, so I like to do things in stages, right? Mm -hmm. So that is happening at the end of August. And I am trying to learn CAD to design a, a fixed blade knife to take to that in August, I have so much to learn. It is, it is, talk about good stress, right? Because that, when you have a deadline, when you start to say, okay, by August, I would like to have a prototype.
0: It seems really far away, too. It, but, but it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's not, right?
1: Because <laughs> right. I, I'm still in, like, okay, I gotta learn CAD, gotta learn CAD, right? right? right like, yeah. I'm, I'm pounding through it because I can I could send my 2D line drawings in today and be ready to go. But that's not the way I want to do it. This isn't an education year for me. I mm. want to be able to uh-huh. say, hey, I, I threw the CAD together. I learned it. I learned how to put jimping in the knife. Mm-hmm. I learned how to sculpt the handles the way I want them. And then my hope is that by August, I've got to, I'm, I'm going to take this prototype yeah. down to Columbia. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Um, and the, the good thing is that you know it's not like you have a wife and kids or a, a new business that you've you've just started and gone full time on and, and you have several employees now and it's growing fast. That is my life. Yeah, so yes. how do you do that? You make time for it. And I mean it's Okay. It's so like, you're busy and you just you just Yeah, so book it.
1: You book the time. Right? Yeah, so luckily I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. Sounds weird to say that, but the the reality is I I have a little bit more time freedom.
0: And you have a great wife. I have a great wife, who's but very I, understanding.
1: But <laughs> I, I take time during the day, during the work day. To this is work related, right? Oh like yeah, yeah, sure. So for me, it's it's I guess it's personal professional education. But just this idea that like I want to learn this. I'm I've got a, a friend that I call and hit him up to teach me things, and I'm YouTubing things. YouTube's a wonderful teacher. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I'm, I'm trying to do this on a deadline. So if, if this is going to work, I probably have to have my CAD done. And, and I'm, I'm meeting with a company tomorrow to sit down and say, when do you need these CAD files? When do we have to have prototyping? Like this whole thing so that by August, I'm hopping on a plane with my own prototype. Um, but I, I think that's nice. an important distinction. When you're learning personally, there doesn't have to necessarily be a hard deadline. Mm-hmm. But... I do think it is beneficial to say, I would like to have this skill. So investing, a couple years ago, I I got on a big investing kick because I wanted to learn what to do with my money. And so I just started reading books. And I was trying to finish them before tax season started uh, in April. Uh, So I I think I started mid-December. And I think I read three or four books on investing. Uh, and I don't, I don't claim to be any sort of expert. I kind of walked out of it with like three or four different... Do you actually read physical books or do you do audio books? I do physical you? books. Good um, for you. I, I, can't, I can't focus on audio books. Okay. I get too distracted. So it's the, the act of sitting down and reading is a beautiful thing. Okay. Um, are you an audio book guy? I am. I'm a listening mm-hmm. learner. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. No, I'm a, I'm a highlight and, and read again and point things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, you know a, how it like works? I'm physical...
0: I listen to podcasts, or, um, I, I probably buy seventy percent of the books that I have the audiobook for, and then what I do is I I go through them a second time and I highlight, nice, I highlight things, nice. And that's that's that was never my intention. It was just like get through the audio book, but you know I'm pretty selective, and I yeah yeah, and so then I have a record. I kind of have my notes, nice. like, per se, right. The other thing I, I found about books, uh, I used to read a lot of like business. I wish self- I were like you though. My wife is like that. She's not an audio learner, and she I can't do it. She's thousands, dude. You would be blown away. Really? if you came To our house library, thousands. And I thousands love it. And, Right, Ben? Thousands, <laughs> thousands, and thousands, and thousands <laughs> of books. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I think the
1: the thing for me is I I love I love reading. Yeah. Number one, mm-hmm. but I I classify reading into two categories. There's entertainment, like I'll read Harry Potter i 've probably read it eight times all the way through, and I love it it 's fun it's it 's cotton candy wonderful but that 's not learning that's that 's a type of relaxation, and that 's totally appropriate and good. But the other type of educ of, of reading for me is educational, mm-hmm. and um, that 's equally satisfying to me but uh, yeah, for me, I have to have that physical book but oh what I was going to say is I feel like I read a book cover to cover. And usually like a self-help book, like Take Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear, great book, highly recommend. But about 75% of it is, is great, and then the last 25% they are just like pounding it home. And you're like, I only remember three concepts from your book, and this is a great book, but uh, that's all I remember. So I, I think that you have to realize that even though you're taking in, you're reading 100%, you're not going to take it all in. And I, I think as our brains get older, they also get a little less... Mm, Nimble, mm, mm-hmm. elastic, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. but also I think that's more more reason to be putting time into it.
0: Yeah. So I remember when I was growing up, there was almost like this myth that when you got to a certain point, you know, you just you couldn't learn as much anymore. Old dog, new tricks. Do, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not true. I don't believe it. No. Oh. Yeah. I I suspect.
1: Here's my suspicion. I suspect it's a choice. Right. My yeah. my father-in-law, uh, prolific reader, he, he loved to read, he would always uh, he'd, he'd walk around with a piece of paper in his front pocket and a pencil, a little mechanical. Yeah. You're writing yeah. with a mechanical pencil right, right. now. It's I beautiful. Am. He would walk around with a mechanical pencil and a little sheet of paper, and he would write things down, and then he'd pull it out. Like, you get to a family gathering, and he'd pull it out of his pocket, and he'd be like, did you know? And it was just so <laughs> fun. It was amazing because you could tell that he was just learning and mm-hmm. for him he had to write it down it wasn't as as nimble in his brain but he he wanted to share things that he was finding out and discovering it, it was a wide array of things you know it's like one one day he'd be talking about like Things in the Holy Land that he he'd learned about, and then the next day he's like, "Did you know about this television star?" And you're like, "Holy smokes, Paul!" Like, <laughs> but but I think that is when you learn something, you want to share it, and I think maybe that's a sign of, like you've got the stressor on the front end right, where right, your brain right. hurts, right? And then it's almost
0: like this release when you're able yes. to
1: share what you've
0: what you've learned. I or think mastered. you're really internalizing it too when you share it. Yeah, you, you know you're. You're passing it on, and it 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 really sets itself, and it's it's yeah, that's a really important part of it. So, how do you make time for it, David? How do you? Well, that's a good, very good question, Ben.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, I'm we, not right? I'm not used to being on the other end here. <laughs> <I> know, <sorry. laughs> you said you question. said I could be a co-host, executive uh, producer. <laughs> you are, you are yeah. name in the
0: byline. <laughs> so it's interesting, and this this is particularly uh, so. Twenty twenty two was supposed to be a year where I was. Gonna push. I remember even talking to you earlier in the year where I was gonna. I I liken it to like having a plate full of peas, you know. It can be meatballs, whatever. But you got a full plate. You can't fit any more on your plate. Yeah. And if you do, if you try to, if you try to put more on. It gets messy. you either push ones off that are on there and it gets on the floor, or they just they just roll off and that's what was happening in my life. I didn't have margin, right yep, so early last year I was like okay i'm I'm not adding things i'm gonna I'm gonna cut things prob- couple problems where I already had like fifteen to twenty new products started you know they got they have to kind of cycle through, and we decided to start our farm mm. first generation farm first year mm. <laughs> mm. and And there was that and somebody decided, I was actually surprised. I started this process with a major publisher in November of 2021. I had not heard from them. And then all of a sudden in April of last year, I heard from them. And they're like, we love your ideas, we'd really like to do this and do a series on preparedness on this particular concept you submitted to us. So all of a sudden my schedule was full again. And so I did not accomplish my goal. And I realized not only that I have have too many things on my plate, that I I had allowed myself to fall into some bad habits. And we had talked about this the other day, Ben, you and I, uh, that I didn't have a rhythm that was in step with the important things in my life. So I was always stressed about not having margin, and then I was trying to work harder and longer, but yet there were important things, you know, with my family and the kids and my wife and, and church and all those yeah. things sort of things that were really out of balance. So I had to, at the end of this year, you know, I just had to do do a reevaluation, took a couple of weeks off, just looked at everything, and I just felt like rhythm and routine, more important. And I realized that like I was I was I felt like I was working and I was working really hard at things. But I was working so hard that I would take like 2 hours at the end of the day and that was me time. Yeah. So you know, I would I would watch something. What was that Bluey? You, I would, you didn't watch Bluey, but you I would, should be. Yeah, I should be. I should be. <laughs> but you know, I had my we all have like our kind of like regular. Maybe it's a news program to you. Maybe it's a series sure. or something. So I found, I realized I was burning like two two and a half hours a day on this because, you know, I had exhausted my brain so much that I just wanted to yes. go in a, into a comatose state, and it was happening at the end of the day, and I was having like a little snack at the end of the day, so I was like not me- meeting my, you know, like my my fitness goals, and so like things were starting to compound. And I just realized that i I needed to do a reset, yeah. and I needed to find the rhythm of life and allow myself margin to step into that and then get into a routine so these so I have some margin for some new things and I have some I have the margin to um, be able to serve my family well and my church and have have that margin also to to do the you know some of these new things. Yeah. You know, continuing to read, t- uh, continuing to to learn in some areas of interest, whether they, and especially areas that like, aren't important even for my profession. Yeah. Just some things that I would really love to do. Right, so and
1: learn. I'm going to recommend a book to you, called Essentialism. It's by a guy named Greg McKeown. I
0: already have Atomic Habits from you. Okay. No. No. I'm just I, I, Essentialism.
1: Okay. So, so Essentialism is, is it's a book that talks exactly about what you're saying is nice to give time to something else i you have must... like
0: 300 credits in my audible account oh, so there i'm just there gonna go. find it right now go you're doing it right right yeah.
1: this second i love it uh so essentialism is is the the theme is basically to say yes to something you're automatically saying no to something else M- greg mccowan mccowan McEwan something McEwan, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah buy uh, with one credit
0: Oh, there you go. I love how Audible rolls up for your credits now. Look at you getting those credits. 19,502 ratings. Oh, how many many stars? It's like 4.7. Four? Oh, that's
1: pretty good. That's not bad on Amazon, man. Uh, But the the whole concept is basically when you say yes to something, you're automatically saying no to something else. So if you say... (sighs) Oh, that's powerful. It is. is, It's super powerful. And he basically walks you through how to... Make your life the things that are most important to you because by default, when when you take something on, you're automatically saying something else
0: is going to give. And right. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. But I was adding things thinking that I wasn't saying no to things, but I was. Yeah.
1: So his whole thing is you either, mm-hmm. you either have to say absolutely yes. Uh, I think he might use an expletive yes. <laughs> Heck yes in there. Uh, or no, right? Because if you are not absolutely thrilled about something, uh, and, and granted, we all have things we must do in life. Uh, you, uh, grocery it's
0: shopping. a 20% suck factor. Like, sure. No matter what you yeah. do. There's, there's but, 20% of your job, even though you love your job that you hate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> right? 100%. Accounting
1: yeah. is the 20%. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm right there with More you. like 40% right now. But that <laughs> that said, like you can either spend your time doing things that you're just okay with, mhm or you can spend your time doing things that you're really passionate and excited about. And that's, I mean, you can say yes to hanging out with the boys or you can go to your daughter's dance recital, right? Like, right. you have to make those choices because each choice is, is each affirmative choice is a, is a no to something else. So anyway, it's a, there was a time in my life when I, was, I had too much going on and I had to start saying seriously No and dude you've told me no like four
0: or five times in the last two years i have i have, I have. yeah and, yeah, and, and, you have, and yeah. it's not because i don't like you i i wanted you to do a, a knife uh little ni- short knife podcast once a month and you yeah. were like david I, I would really love to say yes but i have to say no i have to say no <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. I, I learned that and i respect part. that yeah
1: and, and i i think that we have to as as humans we have to say no and and we have to mean it sincerely mm-hmm. um I love you, but no. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'd uh, love to say yes, but no. Yeah, and It's yeah, and, and and d- actually kind of a nice way to say and it. And yeah. he teaches you in this book how to do that and, and do <laughs> it well. And, and also, it's great for if you're overloaded at work, because sometimes you get overloaded at work. He teaches you ways to talk about um, speaking to your boss. If your boss says, hey, I need you to have this done, you look your boss in the eye and you say, you know, I, I really want to get that done for you. Which other project would you like me to shelf right. to be able to accomplish that? Yep. And Because the reality is you've got 40 hours a week or whatever your number is, and if you're going to take on that, new, that boss's new project, he's got to reprioritize, he or she's got to reprioritize what you're right. doing. Right. And that was hugely helpful for me in, mm. in my job at the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how this all relates back so to I, education, well, but I, the, the, the reality yeah. is to make time for education, right. you have
0: to say yes to this thing, Education, and self-improvement, maybe starting a business, maybe just being a better human being, right? And yeah, you've got to say make, no to yep. to watching
1: Bluey all night, although you should watch a couple episodes. I will.
0: <laughs> I promise. You can check in next week once I get home. Okay. Maybe on the plane. The, yeah, there you uh, go. Can I download them? I think you can. They're on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and I think we talked about this, as we were both exhaustedly stumbling towards uh, the cheesecake factory last night, <laughs> <laughs> rambling. To ben each was other. making sure we weren't walking on the <laughs> on the, the road, right? But uh, and we were not drinking. Just we were just, not. We were I not was, drinking. I was we were clear just for that. dead, dog tired. Yeah,
1: we yeah. we might have looked drunk, but we were not.
0: <laughs> but I think we we're. I think I mentioned like this is stupid simple, but. As as I and it's not even as I get older, but I think I'm just realizing now how valuable and essential, like how time is our most valuable asset.
1: Time and health. And I we put have health in there too.
0: Like you have to eliminate, you have to identify and you have to eliminate those things that are stealing your valuable time. I think it really gets down to that. Like what are the most important things in your life? Yeah. Because if you don't see those, we all have time stealers. Yeah. I mean, even though I've pared things down, I still catch myself and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going there because this is more important, and I need to get up at you know six o'clock tomorrow because these things need to be accomplished before Ben yes. comes in and has other things for me to do.
1: Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you what, Instagram reels—that's my downfall. I could watch ski videos on there all day long. Really? Oh yeah. Like it's just, it's, and the reality of it is these companies these tech companies they know what you like i like stupid ski videos and i and they know that they just keep feeding you and man they keep feeding me and then it's an ad and they make their money and they do not care about your mental health they don't they do not care no. about your time it's just eyes on it's eyes on it's yeah. eyeballs they yeah. are your eyeballs are a commodity to them yeah and yeah. it's the same with netflix it's the same with disney plus like your eyeballs and, and your time, our money. Yeah. And so I, I think when you approach our world, our digital world, that we none of us are mentally prepared for, uh, you recognize that Facebook wants you on there all day. Right. LinkedIn, wow. they want you on there all day. Like, that is how they make their money, right? Yeah. yeah. So their business model is directly opposed to your mental health mm-hmm. and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not to say that you can't learn wonderful things on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, right? But let's be honest, most of what they're feeding is dribble, right? It has no nutri. it's potato chips. Yeah. It has no yeah. nutritional value for your brain. Although I, I think I've almost mastered a backflip on skis
0: from watching failed videos. Uh, okay, right. I, haven't. Right. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage, man. No, it's potato man. chips yeah. for yeah. the brain. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can get a false sense even like, hey, I could do that, but, but you haven't, then invested the time to actually learn it the right way. You've Correct. watched a couple of videos. Correct. Right? Yeah. And and again, back to the fact that they just want your eyeballs on. It's more valuable to advertisers. If yeah. we can, you know, if we can increase watch time thirty seconds for each view this year, the algorithms are getting better and better and better. Yeah. And what are they taking? Well, they're not taking anything from me. You know, I, I'm doing this willingly. Again, it gets back to your most valuable asset. You can't get that minute back. You can't get you can't. the three minutes back.
1: And and I think if if you're using it to relax, to it's it can
0: a, be an aid in this whole idea of like self
1: improvement too. Yeah, it can be. Right. You, you can you can learn wonderful things via social media. It's I'm not saying it's bad, but I think me personally, I am not deliberate with how I use it. Discipline. Discipline, yeah.
0: And I, I think that Intentional, goes, like you have to yeah. be intentional. Yeah. And discipline. And you all it's kind of like a free fall, right? Like if you start to like if you're doing this and all of a sudden you kinda of step off a cliff, you have to identify like, oh man, I've been on this for ten minutes. Yeah. I I went down a rabbit hole on this. I need to pull myself out because there's more important things or my wife's waiting for me to, to eat dinner or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever those things yeah. are, right?
1: And I think that's the key is be deliberate about it. Yeah. Like, if you got on Instagram, why did you get on Instagram? Yep. If you got in LinkedIn, on LinkedIn at work, why did you get on there? Are you just business doom scrolling? Right? right? Like I've been there. I've been there I've been there, man, where you're just like, it's LinkedIn. This is work. And you're like, no, actually, I'm sitting here wasting time because right. I am burned out, right. And, and yeah. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a mental health professional. But well, I, you're
0: doing a good job helping me today, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. I'll send you a bill, David. <laughs> um,
1: so anyway, that's that's just kind of my thought process on how to keep your brain alive. I think you have to have
0: goals yeah. and plans. And yeah, intentional. Be intentional. Yeah, be set deliberate. some goals. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you almost have to go back, and you just have to realize, like. I've always been amazed by those people that seem like they can do everything. Or like, you know, this guy's on 15 boards and he runs this many companies and all that. They're just really good at managing their time. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got, you know, maybe they've mentored a lot of people, whatever. The big thing is we only have 24 hours. That was my point. You only have 24 hours. If you can identify, if there's something you really want to learn or get good at or you have a passion for, or you want to improve on, you know, kind of, one, look at your time, yep. right? What, Where can you, again, w- maybe go backwards from saying yes to something and saying no. What do you need to say no to so that you can say yes to that? Correct. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, and I think a lot of times. Because we're all too busy. Right. You, when was the last time anybody said they were bored? My kids say it all the time, okay. but I don't think that counts. Well, they you don't they <laughs> don't have they don't have iPhones. Do that's they? true. They don't. <laughs> they don't.
1: Uh, but but I I do think that yeah we we have to be more deliberate about what we say yes to, and I think sometimes we accidentally say yes to something without even thinking. Right. Right. Like right. Uh, it just comes into your life, and before right. you know yeah. it, it's made residence. When in you're your 15
0: life. bluey videos in, then you're like. I I just realized that I gave them permission to to burn, you know, four hours of my time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Which which is I'm not saying no. You and shouldn't it, watch if Bluey. that's what
1: you wanted to do, <laughs> cool, right? But I right. think a lot of times you're you're 14 episodes in and you're like, dang, this is not what I wanted. And to
0: it's to do an, it's an, and what we're not saying here, we're not saying you should not, you know, watch spend Bluey. some time watch yeah. Bluey, right? Yeah. Dude, I don't know if I if this is a is a bad admission on the Survival Show podcast, but I've always turned my nose up to Downton Abbey. Mm. Always. It's and, British. I don't know. And I'm Karen, a, it's fine. my wife, was was <laughs> super into it. And just because, like, a couple times a week, we'll just sit down, we'll, we'll have dinner. You know, our kids are out of the house, puppy comes up, and we're like, we're just going to have dinner and we're going to watch something. Yeah. So she's like, You want to check out a Downton Abbey with me? And I'm like, oh, All right, sure. Yeah. Sure, hon. And I watched one man, I, I was hooked. We're television crack. No, yeah. I was, uh, dude. Downton Abbey. Like, there's guy stuff in there too.
1: It was. I think we watched a couple episodes. It My wasn't wife your is. Thing? A, she's a she's a huge Anglophile. Okay. Great British off. Okay. Um What are the other ones we would, The The Crown. <laughs> we've We've watched them, yeah. and uh, the more
0: I watch, the less I'm interested in British. <laughs> <laughs> everything. All right. <laughs> so I so I got a movie for you and your kids. Hit me. Unless you have. No. Unless you guys have watched it, okay. Uh, the biggest little farm. Okay,
1: I'm writing it down now.
0: Oh, dude, that's so wonderful. Is that okay? So, okay
1: so the the one. Sorry, we're we're like so far off topic, but I love it. Uh, James Harriet. Have you watched any of his stuff? You're oh, a farmer. Oh no. No, no. So James Harriet wrote a whole bunch of books about farm life in uh, I want to say Scotland in like the '70s, '60s, '70s. And he wrote them as these books, so we we used to read the books, uh, my wife and I, because the 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 farm animal stories are amazing and hilarious.
0: Oh, you're gonna love the biggest little farm. Okay,
1: I I will watch that, but uh, put it on your list. James Harriet, uh, all creatures great and small, is what it's called. Oh, okay, okay, I've highly recommend.
0: Of, I've heard um, of that. I have not. Yeah. What do I call it? What the biggest little farm? Biggest little farm. Okay, yeah.
1: I like it. Uh, yeah. James Harry, especially with your farm life going on, you can okay. learn a lot. Okay. It's good television too. Nice. I
0: I'm kind of in the the clean television category. So yeah. So so since you're hosting this, can you? <laughs> I just took over the host job. <laughs> can, uh, how about how about you just give us a couple of you know just kind of like pull this thing all together yeah. and then you want to share some some books. We I mean you shared some books. I mean yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know if any of mine are. Or <laughs> that productive but.
1: sorry so what was the first part Say that so
0: again. Uh, let's just talk a couple, but couple more books so you you yeah. talked about Atomic Habits that's good
1: Atomic Habits Essentialism Essentialism is great uh, I'm trying to think of like general books that I, I really enjoy a um, few, few that are coming to mind are mostly marketing books because that's I've spent some time there Um I'm trying to think of any others that oh. have really been impactful to me uh on, on investing, I will teach you to be rich. Is fascinating. Huh. Don't, okay. let title, uh, don't let the title.
0: Don't let the title just wait you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's
1: a clickbait title. What what is it again? I will teach you to be rich, and I don't know that he will actually teach you to be rich. But it is it is a great book on how to manage your money and investing. Very good. It's kind of like rich dad, poor poor dad. Yeah, probably uh, in kind uh, of. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a system. It's 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 basically learning how the systems work and how to yeah. how to. manage them well yourself interesting Uh, that one's that one's been good Um, other other books that come to mind at the moment uh, there's a book called Made the Stick a couple of brothers wrote that one very good Uh, it's a it's kind of a marketing book but I also think it's a communication book very good
0: so do you read mostly uh, just kind of like DIY self-help kind of like personal enrichment historically I read a lot of them yeah okay I also love,
1: like, so, like, for instance, I, I really enjoyed uh, Shoe Dog about um, the founder of Nike. Um, oh, okay. So I like to read entrepreneurial books, too. Nice. Um, autobi- or biographies are fascinating. There's one called The River of Doubt with Theodore Roosevelt when he explored the Amazon. Uh,
0: oh, okay. A fascinating it's book a as well. River of Doubt.
1: I- Not a self-help book. Probably, like, a don't do this with your uh,
0: life. Yeah, I'm looking at my book list right now and I'm like, I have this weird mix, man. Dude, what you got oh, on man. there? What okay. you got, David? All right. So, one book I want to highly recommend. Man, this book just really rocked my world. If 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 we so it's Up From Slavery. Have hmm. you ever read Up Up From It's a pretty short read. It's uh Booker T Washington. Okay. Interesting. It's Interesting. fantastic. Oh my god. Up gosh. From Slavery our world would be a better place if we had followed the path that Booker had followed, up, Followed, you know, growing up in slavery and, you know, what was instilled in him and what he learned along his way to uh, be one of the, the foremost African-American leaders in all of, all of history. I mean, just Fantastic. I love it. Not bitter, not bitter, but always lifting people up, up from slavery. Cool. It's on yeah. my list. It's a it's a cheap book, like you know, it's a it's a historic book, so you can get so it it's for a, like four it's bucks, creative bucks or six books. Yeah. cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, Jordan Rainer, he's got a podcast, uh, "Mere Christians." I've been into his stuff. Called to Create is really good. Nice. Uh, Big into Jocko Willink and Leaf Babbitt. Yeah, stream ownership. I'm just like, Dang. I can camp out there all day. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you ever watch? If you, uh, he's he's on Instagram and he posts like the time he wakes up, like 4:30 oh, in the that's morning. Oh, sick! And then he goes and does like pull ups, and you. So his first picture is his watch, what time he got up, and the second picture is always like this puddle of sweat. Sad. And I'm like, oh I want to be Jocko. Oh, I know. And I want to talk like this.
0: And I want to be hardcore.
1: No, but extreme ownership changed my world as a manager. Okay. Uh, I think sometimes we have a tendency to hand things off and not own it. Yeah. And Jocko's
0: like, no, it's yours, bro. Don't. Dude, I really appreciate what he's doing. Yeah. Just calling men to be men. Yeah. Origin
1: USA. Have you followed them?
0: Hmm, I don't think so. It's
1: Jocko's company out in like Portland, Maine, bringing manufacturing
0: back to the U.S. Fascinating the journey. Oh, Okay. Is uh, this a book or is it a? It's just a company. It's a brand. It's, it's a brand. brand. I, okay, I'm yeah, because they always talk about the brand. That it kind of, you know, at the end of the podcast. Yeah, so really, I have a buddy so. from
1: Utah that uh, ended up like connecting with. There's a guy named Peter that works for Jocko and helped start this Origin brand. Okay, and uh, so but, I have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So my buddy yeah. went out there to do. Marketing for them. Oh, yeah. okay. But their whole thing is like they want to bring mar- uh, manufacturing back, back to the U.S. To the US yeah. They went out to like the Dominican Republic. I know
0: they Republic. make like U.S. made geese for, for you know, BJJ and stuff like yeah. that. And they have protein drinks and stuff. Yeah.
1: No, this is like clothing and like it's all clothing. soft okay. goods and uh, yes. like shoes and stuff. Stuff okay. that you would, w- hasn't been made in the U.S. for like 40, 50 years. Nice. Uh, fascinating. Anyway, that's a total sideshow. He's learning stuff, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Dichotomy of leadership is good, but. Mm. Man, if you just get if you get half of what he they offer up in extreme ownership, and you're a better person for that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I I get in yeah it's just, it's just weird, I get into, it's I kind of call it my job, but it's kind of like, it, it's it's my, it's my candy. I get into like, post you know post apocalyptic fiction. Yeah. No so shame in that. Yeah, so I'm going through uh, Black Autumn by Jeff Kirkham and Jason Ross, the founders of uh, Ready Men. Nice, right now. Yeah, yeah nice. So, like to get those guys on the podcast. I'm reading
1: Harry Potter book two again, <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's the illustrated version with like okay. these beautiful illustrations. And I'm mostly reading it because I want to see the illustrations, but also it's it's cotton candy. It's just so tasty. Nice. It's like part of my childhood. Nice. I can wax you put that in blue yeah. in the same beautiful car
0: the summer i i got into of course you know spring and summer i got into uh dirt to soil by gabe brown and you can farm by joel selton kind of like a classic cool but uh, there's a bunch of other stuff but it's a it's a weird mix right so you just have to make time like for me it's hard for me to sit down and read i do read a bit but um man i can really retain stuff when i'm out i gotta mow the lawn i gotta do chores i gotta chop some wood whatever take care of the garden Love it. Drive around in a tractor. I'm gonna come to your house one day during. You are always welcome during farming season. Welcome. We got a guest room.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's. Th- I want to bring the whole. We family call it the profits
0: room, so you know. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I want to go there. No, I want. I want
1: to go watch the farm in action. The beans. The like beans. You sent grow. me a whole bunch of videos of the beans coming from the field and falling through the combines and the things, and I was like. I want to be a farmer for a day. <laughs>
0: farmer for Yeah. And there we go. Farmer for a day. You could, could do like You could, could Airbnb could like... that thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Farmer for a day. You you put up your air your Airbnb. It's an experience. Dude, and I people like come it. out and I don't no, know what they gonna, do. We, you all, all we up,
0: need is a yurt. Yeah. I can stay in a yurt. Yeah. We can do solar power. And they just need some overalls <laughs> and some muck boots. <laughs> there's our labor for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> and you call it an Airbnb experience and you just get people out to farm with you for a couple nice, weeks.
0: Nice, Think on that. The so one thing we don't need is to get together and start coming up with new ideas. This is a, speaking <laughs> of essentialism. <laughs> oh, this is not going well, David. Shut it down. Who's hosting this thing? Shut it down. <laughs> All right, Ben, wrap this up. Give us a couple of points. We, good takeaways from Okay, us. so here's our takeaways. Number
1: one, be learning. Yeah. Uh I don't know what that looks like for whoever's listening to the end of this podcast. The three people who have and <laughs> <laughs> made it this far. <laughs> no, I, I think be learning. Uh be deliberate. Yes. And um
0: find those time stealers so you can be. Yeah. Can I, be? I, yeah. Well that's part of being deliberate. But be yeah.
1: deliberate. I, I think we do hard out.
0: things. Don't be afraid of something hard. Yeah. Take it on yeah. and don't quit.
1: So so I think that would be the last thing is okay. is take on the stress. Okay. Yeah. So not in a bad way, right? But right, the right. stress of education. It's kinda of be- like your uh your cad thing. It's stressful, but it is it I'm getting like when I sit there and do it, I get that <laughs> tension in my shoulders. You know you know but what you're it is. Like I
0: am going to learn this. Yeah,
1: it's 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 literal body yeah. stress, like
0: power through this yep.
1: and, and make it work. But I I, I think within limits, right? Take right, on right, the yeah. take on the stress of education and and maybe that looks like exercise th- the muscle yeah exercise the muscle take on yeah. that that bodily stress to yeah. to learn
0: to yeah grow your brain yeah it's good stuff I man i hope the three people took those <laughs> <laughs> dude it's always a pleasure I, I love topics like this i hope you guys out there uh, enjoyed this topic ben can you tell people how they can find you bro
1: yeah, you can find me on Instagram, but not lots of time on Instagram. <laughs> and I don't do ski videos at Ben underscore banter. Actually, no, there's no underscore. It's Ben Banter's on Instagram, benbanters.com. And I run a company called NAFS. Yeah. K- and what and do you AFS. do there? I sell pocket knives and Ooh, design yeah. things. Yeah. So pocket knife accessories. So, so if you're And looking you used for a to be knife.
0: with who? How would people know you? They, um, they're listening now and they're saying, who is heard, this yeah, guy? I've, I've heard this voice before.
1: So I used to be at Blade HQ. Yep. I was kind of a spokesman for them for a long time, talking about pocket well, You ads. were famous. You're I famous wasn't famous. Come I, on, dude. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> did my job. You did it really well, too. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I used to be over there and kind of amassed a bit of a small f- following. I mean, probably enough to fill an Airbnb for a year to do some bean farming.
0: Nice. So. <laughs> Maybe we can collab on that. Ooh. <laughs> you can send out a list. Yeah, too. you
1: can find me at BenMentors <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram. So Cool.
0: Yeah. Dude, as always, Appreciate you. Thanks for joining me today. I love talking, man. Thanks for having me on. Cool. it's good. All right, my friends. Before we head out of here, don't forget to check out the new Pack One Knife over at our mothership, UltimateSurvivalTips.com. While you're there, you can grab the show notes for this podcast, grab a ton of free training content, jump into our survival masterclass. And subscribe to my free weekly survival emag newsletter for survival and preparedness tips, new gear announcements, gear reviews, and subscriber-only giveaways and discounts. All right, I think that's about it. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time on the Survival Show podcast. Until then, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.